Hello, and welcome to the Offensive Security Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Miller. Joining me today is Chaba Fitzel, also known as the Evil Bit. Chaba's worked as a red teamer, a blue teamer, a network administrator, and is currently a content developer here at Offensive Security. Chaba's especially the lead content developer of our brand new course, EXP 312, macOS Control Bypasses. Chaba, how are you today? I'm doing very bad, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited to get into EXP 312 with you. Uh, but before we dig in, can you tell us a little bit how you find yourself in this space? Uh, how did you get into security? How did you get into macOS security in particular? Okay, uh, sure. So uh, when I started my IT journey, I started as a network uh, tech support uh, agent, and then I became a network engineer uh, at a large corporation. And basically I worked as a network admin for a couple of years. And then I used to meet with a couple of my friends regularly. And one of them said that one day that, uh, hey, I became an ethical hacker, uh, referring to the CEH uh, exam uh, he took. And it really caught me, like it, it sounded interesting. And so I eventually, sign up for the course uh, in Hungary. I took a five-day intro into hacking and, and it really opened my eye. Like, of course, a five-day training is not enough for anything really, but it's really good for learning some very basic stuff and, and it's really eye-opening mm -hmm. uh, how much you can do through um, hacking or, or exploiting stuff that, stuff that you weren't really ever before. And basically from that point, I stepped into the uh, security road and I never left. Uh, Very nice. So, today, how, so. <laughs> how long ago was, um, how long ago did you first do that CEH course? Uh, I think that was in 2012 or 2011. Okay. Uh, so about nine or 10 years ago. Wow. So Very quite nice. some time now. All right, so then you, you started your journey in security. Did you start on the red side or the blue side? No, on, on, I started on the blue side. Uh, so basically I, work, I was working at ExxonMobil at the time and they opened the new blue team uh, role in Budapest. And I had the privilege to join that team mm -hmm. as one of the first members. And uh, I was there in that team as doing instant response, threat hunting, some other analysis, network forensics, and, and all sorts of defense stuff or, or stuff that the blue team does for six years. And then I joined the red team. I spent there two years. Uh, it was also awesome. And now I'm here uh, <laughs> at Offset. <laughs> so in, you've been uh, especially prolific in terms of Mac OS exploitation and vulnerability discovery. Uh, why Mac OS? Uh, it also started out by chance. Um, we had a, a Mac, we had MacBooks for for lab machines, and one day I started to dig in into some uh, basic stuff like to do some dilip hijacking, which is like DLL hijacking on, on Windows. And I started to go down into a rabbit hole uh, <laughs> and I eventually found the privileged escalation through the App Store uh, 
uh, on macOS. And, and as I started to learn more and more about the macOS system and how it works, it, uh, I really started to like it. And I eventually became a macOS person. I, I was always a Windows guy. Uh, before all of all of my studies were on Windows or the exploitation, anything. Um, but slowly I turned to macOS and uh, yeah, it 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 sticked. So I'm still doing macOS today. It it did stick, and uh, now we have this brand new course, EXP three twelve. That really you've been uh, you've been the the lead content developer for. Um, tell us a little bit about the course. It's called macOS Control Bypasses. Uh, broadly speaking, what's it about? What does it cover, and what doesn't it cover? Okay, uh, so the training covers a lot of stuff. Um, primarily, it covers um, control bypasses and hence the name. So we do teach how you bypass the various controls uh, of the of the system, like uh, the TCC, the privacy module, the sandbox. Um, and then we also talk a lot about uh, how to do local privilege escalation uh, through exploiting logic bugs in XPC or using symbolic links and so on. And with all of these, we also teach a whole lot of uh, macOS internals uh, because I think in order to know how to exploit the system and how to bypass the various controls, we also need to understand uh, how they work, um, sure. at least on a basic level. You mentioned um, you mentioned explaining logical flaws. What um, what defines a logical flaw for our listeners? Well, uh, it's it's different from binary exploitation. What I think most people um, are more familiar with or learn more about. So on binary exploitation, we typically, uh, we typically have like a memory corruption uh, vulnerability, like a buffer overflow or something. Right. And then we do an exploit to, to exploit that. And this is basically all playing around in the memory, placing shell codes and, and doing various tricks. And uh, Logical exploitation, on the other hand, uh, tries to cover more about uh, how to exploit or abuse the system logic. So let's say uh, the system is doing something in a way, and then we can find a way to either bypass it or, or abuse a functionality uh, and, and perform and do something unintended. Uh, with the system uh, functionality. And for all of these, we don't need to corrupt the memory. We don't need buffer overflows. So these are also more reliable uh, in a way that um, if we would the machine or, yeah, they, they just tend to be much more uh, reliable. Gotcha, I see. And so why did we decide to... Um author a course on, on logical exploitation uh, on macOS in particular? I think the main reason is that uh, macOS is very unique uh, in how they set up uh, the trust on the operating system. Uh, so compared to like uh, Windows, 
macOS places a great level of trust on code signing and, and basically defines uh, or assigns permissions to applications or binary based on their uh, code signing attributes or based on their uh, so-called entitlements. Uh, those are specific rights uh, that binaries or applications can have um, on the system. And there are hundreds of these uh, entitlements and there are a lot of ways to basically abuse them or, or exploit them. Uh, so on ma in many cases, or in most cases on macOS, we don't even need binary exploits to maybe escalate our privileges or to bypass controls. We can just go around these, all of these logically set up trust domains or relationship and, and exploit it that way. I see. So it sounds like, it sounds like your earlier statement that you really have to understand the internals is uh, especially important for for anyone who wants to get into Mac OS exploitation. Yes, yes, I think I think that's true. Alrighty, so let's let's dive in a little bit. Um, maybe Chaba broadly, just give us give us a little um, a little blurb about each of the different vulnerabilities and exploits that we cover. Uh, maybe go through the syllabus and and talk to us about uh, the different techniques we're going to cover. Okay, okay. Well, I will go through the syllabus then. Um, so we've start the whole training with uh, doing some introduction to the actual to the macOS system, uh, how the architecture is set up. Uh, we touch the the file format. It uses the macOS file format uh, because it's different from the P files or L files on Linux. Then we also um, cover the basics of Objective C. Um, because that's uh, a language macOS uh, uses extensively, so we need to understand it, and we also need to know it in it in order to write exploits uh, in that language. Then we cover some of the basic tools we use through the course, um, both for static or dynamic analysis, uh, how to do debugging, tracing, and and then we basically jump into the um, more of the exploitation part. We have a module on shellcodes, how to write shellcodes. Um, our training is focuses on uh, Intel-based CPUs, so we don't touch on ARM uh, right now. So all the shellcoding is based on, uh, on Intel one. Uh, then we go into a, a huge topic, which is uh, Dilib injection. Uh, and we cover two different methods of uh, basically how we can inject Dilib into a running process. This is a, one of the core modules in the entire course, because as I said, macOS um, uh, uses this trust uh, based on the binary signatures. And if we can inject code into an application, for example, through some Dilib injection, we can basically impersonate a given process and run our code in that trust uh, level that the application process. Uh, then we touch on the Mac uh, microkernel or the, the Mac communication itself. This is an IPC inter-process communication. 
uh, Mac OS very, very heavily uses. And we cover also how we can perform code injection using this uh, IPC mechanism. Uh, then we go into function hooking. We cover how we can hook uh, function. As in macOS, we cover two uh, different methods. And at this point, uh, we also uh, do an exploit or um, of we can we are sniffing a master password in the key pass uh, password manager by using the hooking techniques we learned. Uh, then we have another big module on XPC attacks. XPC is another IPC uh, mechanisms on macOS. Uh, we covered the basics of XPC, how it works, um, the basics of the API, and and then we go into and uh, to exploitation and we cover four different uh, vulnerabilities and basically we go from the discovery, how we can find the vulnerability uh, step-by-step. And then we go by uh, into a step-by-step -step exploitation for each of the, uh, of the vulnerabilities. This is also very key um, module because XPC is one of the most used um, techniques to perform privilege escalation on, on macOS, either yeah. just if we look on third-party applications or the macOS itself. Uh, there are a ton of vulnerabilities coming out uh, of XPC. So again, this is a very important module and we by purpose covering a lot of uh, exploit, exploits. Then we cover, uh, we go into the macOS sandbox, again, how it works. Um, we cover the sandbox profile, language, so how the, the sandbox um, <clears throat> profiles are written for various applications, how we can analyze these. And we covered two uh, case studies, two vulnerabilities that allowed someone to escape the, the application sandbox uh, on macOS. Uh, then we go into privacy. Um, the TCC, which is the transparency, consent, and control. Uh, again, we cover how it works uh, briefly and then cover three different um, vulnerabilities that allow someone to either completely or partially bypass uh, macOS privacy protection. So just to give a background, macOS, um, Privacy protection is basically it's trying to protect private resources like uh, the desktop folder, the documents, uh, directory, the microphone, the camera, and so on. Basically, anything that Apple considers private, it has an additional layer of protection. And this is what we basically trying to, not trying, but we actually bypass uh, in this module. And then we go into the symlink and hardlink attacks and how we can use this type of attacks to for privilege escalation. And we cover three different uh, vulnerabilities here again. And um, then we go into the kernel code execution. We don't actually 
exploit the kernel uh, on this training um, because this is all about user land, but uh, we exploit the user mode process uh, that is actually restricting the load of uh, kernel extension or kernel drivers on macOS. So macOS normally you can only load a kernel driver that was um, signed with a kernel um, signing certificate uh, given out by Apple to really rare uh, individuals or organization. And basically we, we bypass this uh, validation process and we covered two vulnerabilities here again. And uh, on the very last module, we try to put everything together, uh, mm -hmm. all of the previous modules, and basically showcase how we can uh, do a penetration testing on, on macOS. So although the, the entire training is not focused on penetration testing exclusively, uh, still the last module, I think, puts everything into a frame. And, and even if you take this course as a pen tester or, uh, or for red teaming or anything, you can still use uh, all of this knowledge. Very nice. Uh, it sounds uh, like it really covers quite a large breadth of material. We've got uh, app attacks against applications, attacks against privacy. Uh, I think I counted at least eight or 10 vulnerabilities. There's probably a lot more. Um, one student on Discord, uh, he's five modules through, or they are five modules through. And uh, they said that they are having old school CTP vibes from cracking the perimeter. Did you find inspiration in, in the old offset courses um, or let's more broadly, uh, what, what inspired you to write in your particular style or to do the particular kinds of research that you've done? Uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. And actually this is really good to hear that they compare it to, to CTP. I think CTP as well as all the other offset courses inspired me. Uh, before that I took all of the offset trainings before I joined the company and and I really like them for their depth and and also for uh, the fact that you you had to put your work um, yep. in the training so so there was no shortcuts uh, in the training if you wanted to basically pass the exam uh, or, or just learn the material in a true fashion, you really need to put your time in and, and learn the stuff uh, covered. So <clears throat> I think by purpose, this training is um, challenging by, mm -hmm. by purpose. So it, it doesn't meant to be easy. Um, it's, it's a 300 level uh, training. So yeah, the other thing uh, that inspired me um, is putting all these um, macOS internal stuff, which I think is, is a bit unique uh, compared to other courses and probably it's my own style. I usually like to understand how stuff works. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So this is not a macOS internals course, so I don't want to give this uh, impression, but we do cover the necessary basics uh, to get someone started. And I think uh, along the way, the course will basically highlight or not explicitly, but people will understand why it's important to know um, how all everything works. Um, we also do a lot of code review uh, mm-hmm. in the in the process because some of the macOS uh, code is open source and, and it's very convenient to use it. Not just to understand how stuff works, but also for actually finding vulnerabilities uh, by doing code reviews. Right. Um, so you mentioned the hands-on aspect and that you, you really need to, to do the work uh, in order to have enough knowledge, enough skills to, to pass the exam. Um, tell us a little bit more about the hands-on aspect. So when a student gets uh, access to the course, what, what uh, will they be able to expect in terms of labs? Uh, we, we, had, we, we have a lot of as, as mentioned before, we have a lot of vulnerabilities uh, we cover, and, and I think it's all hands-on. So we do a whole lot of either reverse engineering, uh-huh. uh, because sometimes the source code is not available, or source code review to first understand uh, the actual issue, and then also to develop uh, the actual exploit. So basically, all of these vulnerabilities or exploits we do is I think it's already hands-on and it will greatly increase the reverse engineering skills uh, of the students as well as exploitation uh, in terms of like logic exploitations. And I think since we also do code review, um, you will, so students will be more confident in in doing source code reviews um, after these trainings after this training. Gotcha. Uh, so, so Mac OS has, is pretty um, prolific in terms of updating their versioning. Um, which versions of Mac OS are covered in the course? We base, uh, so we use vulnerabilities uh, from both Mac OS Catalina and Mac OS Big Sur, which are the two most recent uh, versions of macOS right now. Uh, macOS Wanderer is uh, on on the rise, so it will come out shortly. Uh, no one knows when, but probably in about a month. And so that is not covered yet because it's still in beta versions, um, and and it's all very fluid and it's all changing. So this is why we covered the two latest stable um, version. Right. And just for those listening, we're recording this currently in on the uh, 5th of October, 2021. So uh, it's pretty, pretty much the latest stuff. Yes. And, and I think you can also say that uh, we mean to update this training uh, regularly. So as Monterey will come out, um, uh, I cannot say a time, but probably in a couple of months, we will have updates to, to cover Monterey as well, hopefully. Yes, so thank we, you. Thank you for mentioning that. Absolutely. We're going to be updating this and, and many of our other courses more frequently. Uh, you can expect 
our listeners can expect much more frequent updates as we as we go forward. Uh, all right, so Chaba, um, I'm sure many of our students, particularly since we've always been focused on Windows and Linux, won't necessarily have a Mac OS background. Um, so what are the what are the prerequisites someone would need to start getting into EXP 312 uh, with some level of comfort? Okay. Um, I think we don't really require from anyone having a Mac OS background in terms of security, mm -hmm. uh, but we do expect people to at least know how to use a Mac OS system um, right. because we will not teach that. Uh, so if basically if you require to change anything uh, on the command line a setting or through the GUI, uh, we expect you to, or the students to be able to do that. Uh, but it, again, in terms of security or, or exploitation or, or anything, that's not a prerequisite on, in terms of macOS. Uh, the other thing, uh, I think the knowledge of the C language uh, is important. Like you, people don't have to be a developer in C, but at least they need to understand the basics. So like be able to write a hello world C code, which has at least the function, uh, which is being called. So really the basics uh, and also if you can read C code and understand it to some level, um, that, that will be really, really useful um, because most of the Mac OS source code is written in C and also because it's heavily using Objective-C for everything, which is based on C. Um, there is no way we can uh, avoid with working with C and right. Objective-C. Um, as well. And um, especially for the shell coding module, we teach how to make shell codes in, in assembly, in 64-bit in assembly. Um, and we don't cover the basics of uh, assembly here in this course. So uh, students doesn't have to know how to write exploits in assembly. So that's, that's it will help, of course, uh, but it's not required. Um, I think we expect students to, to understand the basics of assembly and know the some of the various basic instructions like the move instruction or the jump and and, and really the basics. And, and if they see these uh, instruction, they should understand what, um, what they do. Although in the shell code, when you will be really go into the detail and, and really try to explain everything uh, on a very detailed basis. Still, some, some basic level of assembly um, is, is required. I think if you only, if the student only met with 32-bit assembly, 64-bit uh, assembly is really not that different uh, besides some naming. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I would encourage anyone, even with that background, um, to to sign up, and and yeah, the, these are really the the hard requirement, I would say, uh, and it also helps if you have some general security background or experience uh, from the past. So, 
you know what is a privileged escalation um, and so on. So like if someone to PWK or PEN200, uh, in the past, uh, I think that gives sufficient general security background. Like we don't use that knowledge uh, in this training. It, it's more like a background knowledge that we help. Right, like you have to give the context to, to understand, like yes, what is this yes. enterprise that we're trying to do here? Yeah, that's going to help. Yeah. So let, let me see. Let me see if I can sum up and let me know if I've if I've missed anything. So, uh, number one is is having some familiarity with macOS just as a regular user, uh, whether that's on the command line or on the GUI, knowing how to navigate around the machine. Uh, number two was some C knowledge, the ability to write some very basic programs and read C code and research C code. Uh, and then three, assembly, not from an expectation angle, but just from understanding it, being able to write a little bit, preferably in 64-bit, but not necessarily a hard requirement there. Uh, and then finally, you mentioned just some security background and some comfort with security concepts. Yes, yeah. Pretty much that's it. Excellent. All right, so while you were doing the R&D or research and development for, for this course, what's something surprising or unintuitive that you learned about Mac OS? I think this all goes back uh, uh, to the thing I, I mentioned that um, Mac OS is really, or, or the entire security model or concept uh, on Mac OS is really based on, on code signing. Uh -huh. And and all these entitlements that you can attach to a, to an application, uh, which is again based on on code signing. Uh, so oftentimes it's not the user who has a, a specific permission uh, or right to perform an action, but it's the actual application with the given entitlement or code signature that can perform it. Um, for example. Mac there is this system integrity protection feature on Mac OS, which is also commonly referred as rootless. Uh, it means basically even if you are root, which on Nix-based system it's like the god, yep. uh, you still cannot perform every action. For example, even if you have root access, uh, the privacy protection will still um, uh, protect um, the privacy sensitive uh, resources like the the user desktop or documents folder or the messages uh, folder and and because of that uh, so I think this is very very different from from both Linux uh, or the general Unix world and also from from Windows right. Um, and yeah, I think this was really probably the most surprising uh, thing to me that it's, this is very, very uh, different. And on top of that, we still have the uh, traditional uh, Unix-based permission model when you, we have a, a user in certain groups and then we have the root user. Uh, and so on. So that adds to the complexity of, of all of this 
uh, right. items. So given, given how different um, the security model is, in your opinion, do you think that the techniques taught in uh, macOS control bypasses are transferable to other Apple products like iOS? Uh, I think yes and no uh, at the same time. So iOS and, uh, and macOS uh, are very, very similar, but also different uh, at the same time. <laughs> so all the concept or, or especially the internals uh, part, the, how the privacy works or, or, or the sandbox, how the sandbox works, uh, all this concept applicable also to iOS. Maybe there are some uh, tiny differences, but overall it's really the same. Uh, they, they are using the same camel uh, under the hood. It's, it's just how they instrument the file system or how, how they manage the, all the permissions uh, of the application. So iOS is generally much more locked down uh, versus macOS. So yes, it's transferable, um, but not always. Mm-hmm. For example, when we load kernel extensions or and, and bypass uh, the kernel extension verification, that doesn't really exist uh, on, on iOS um, because you cannot load third-party extensions on, on iOS at all. So that um, of course, iOS also have kernel drivers, but it's Apple only, um, basically. Um, so, and XPC, for example, it's also exists on iOS, and and many people there are jailbreakers who actually exploit uh, find vulnerabilities um, using XPC. Uh, on iOS, and that's the same concept. So if you learn how to exploit XPC on macOS, um, you can apply, take these, you can take this knowledge and apply it on, on iOS with looking for other vulnerabilities and making the exploit will be very similar mm-hmm. process. So it definitely helps uh, if you want to go into to the iOS space, but if you go into the iOS space, um, people also need to learn more uh, about more iOS-specific items. But it does help a lot, I think, uh, as a starting ground. All right, Chaba. Well, I'm getting a little bit conscious of time here. Uh, so I have one more question for you. Uh, obviously, every student is different, and people are going to come in with different experience levels and take out different skills and different knowledge. Um, but in general, for, for most students, what do you think the three main things that they're going to be able to take away and apply are going to be after completing the course? I think one, um, one of the skills is they will understand how the macOS works and they will be able to uh, basically look for vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and, and hopefully find uh, new vulnerabilities and and exploit them uh, on the system. Along the same path, uh, they will they will have the knowledge to understand how to bypass the various controls uh, exposed um, on the system. Uh, so 
yeah, they can also again go and look for uh, vulnerabilities or, or bypasses um, in that space. And, and as a last, I think students will be much more comfortable in doing code reviews uh, for sure. Um, and also reverse engineering. So we will spend a lot of time in, we will use Hopper uh, in this training and we will do a whole lot of reverse engineering of binaries um, using various tools, uh, which, which will again, improve the, the generic reverse engineering skills of the students. All right, well, that all sounds fantastic. I'm excited to get into it myself. Uh, Chaba, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Please uh, do join us in Discord. Uh, we always welcome your feedback. There's an EXP312 channel. Uh, you're welcome to join and let us know your thoughts. Thank you and have a great day.